nothing more beautiful than the experience of his presence. Amen. Being overcome by it. Amen. That's right. Thank you. $2.99 in your hymnal.
Oh! 
something how Satan can get into the world's religion if you will and all of a sudden he starts deleting things and I never did foot washing until I got saved until I was in an apostolic church it's the first time I ever did it and I love it it's an awesome thing it's a very humbling thing when you have to expose your ugly feet to someone else you know 
and you let somebody put their hands on your feet. And it's like, wow. But that's humility. Yeah. And that's what he wants us Amen. to do. Yeah. To Amen. Amen. And I thought about that and I said, wow. What got me when I went, when it, go, it just goes through my mind every time we go through that, is it's like you're touching somebody's feet. It's the part that you cover up. It's the part that nobody looks at and everything. But without your feet, you wouldn't be able to stand. Yeah. And I, you know, I thought about that, how important our feet is. And believe me, when you get older, you really yeah. realize how important your feet are. Because yeah. they really start to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I thought about it, and I said, you know, it, it, you know, the, this verse goes through my mind every single time we do that. And it says... Um, it says in Romans 10, it's also in Isaiah, but in Romans 10, 15, it says, um, And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace Amen. and bring glad tidings. Amen. You know, I thought about that and I said, wow. We are such a blessed people. And I, you know, this world that we're living in, man, some big things are going to happen in 2020. Amen. Now, I really believe amazing things are going to happen in the church. Amen. And I mean in the real church. Amen. Not the world's church. The, this church, the one, the apostolic church. Amen. And I thought about that because when you see what's going on in the world right now, and something major happens every single week in the world. Amen. Any of you have any idea how many volcanoes have been erupting in the past few months? All over the world. Volcanoes that haven't erupted in decades are now erupting. And it's like all these things are happening. And it was snowing in California. You know, so much for global warming. Yeah. <laughs> All these things are happening, and I thought about that. And you hear wars and rumors of wars and all these things that are going on. And, you know, I, I can't, you know, I know I say this all the time. But I'm a person that's always, I love history, and I love paying attention to what's going on in the world. But when you read what it's supposed to be like in the last days, you wonder, how in the world is that all going to come about? How's it going to happen? You see it all being set up right now in this world. And you see, you see, we live in exciting days. I hope none of you are scared. That's right. Because, man, I am just fired up. Every time I hear another thing happen in the world, it's like, wow, look at that. Whoever saw that coming? No one saw that coming, but it happened. And because it happened, it causes another event to happen in the yeah. world. Mm -hmm. Just setting that stage. Yeah. Just shows me that God's in control yep. of the whole thing. Yeah. And we don't have a single thing to worry about. Yeah. Right? Just stick with the word. Yeah. Don't, lean on, don't lean on your emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Lean on the truth. Yeah. Wow. I just, oh, man, these yeah. are exciting days. Yeah. Exciting yeah. days that we're living in. And I... Wow, I just can't wait to see what's going to happen next. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't like war, and I don't like any of that stuff. But I realize that I've got a hand of protection on me. Yes. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord.
I know I cry, I cry a lot. It's okay. <laughs> I cry way more outside of here than I do here, believe me. But when I think about that, I know Brother Marshall said something and he's so right. Seems like when we get older, we get grumpy. Mm -hmm. My nickname is Grumpa. <laughs> and I thought about that and I said, yeah, I do. I get grumpy because you know what makes me grumpy? When I see people that can't see it. Now I'm talking about people in the church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get grumpy when you heard, you heard what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And you heard the way you need to live and you don't do it. Mm -hmm. Now don't, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just saying this is, I realize now what I get grumpy about, and I realize that things aren't the way they could be mm -hmm. or the way they should be. Mm -hmm. And I think about that and I go, man, when it says in the word, when it talks about having your lamp full of oil, yeah, being yeah. ready to meet the Lord yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I think about this salvation that we have. Mm -hmm. It's a daily thing. Yep. And it's like, man, Wednesday night was awesome. If you were here Wednesday night to hear that, oh my mm -hmm. word, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. Heavenly places. Yeah. yeah. Heaven our mind in heavenly places. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that and I'm going, wow, not a single thing can happen to us that is not protecting us. Yeah. You, they can even take your life. Yeah. And he still has his hand. That's right. Isn't that yeah. awesome yeah. to think that way? Amen. Not to have the fear of death. Yep. Wow. The world isn't like that. They're all shaking in their shoes. Wow, they're all trying to figure it out. Yeah. And they're all trying to come to the solutions, mm -hmm. and they'll never do it. Right. It's all right here. Amen. 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 And man, I was just reading about the ark, and I said, man, thank God I'm in the ark. Yes. Wow. Amen. And I'm just waiting for the Lord to slam that door. Amen. <laughs> wow. Think about that. Wow. So I've been blessed today. It was a high, holy day. Amen. Who else has a word of word for the Lord tonight? Wow, word of testimony. Praise the Lord, Sister Betty. I just want to thank the Lord today too, um, for his presence here. Um, he he walked in. I felt like he was waiting for us. Mm -hmm. Amen. He knew what was going to happen today. Amen. And he wanted to be there, close to us. I felt like he was so close. Amen. You know. I, I felt his presence so awesomely and um, just when I rolled up to the front I just immediately started crying because I felt like he was standing right there in front of me mm -hmm. in his robe and I can just picture him yeah. and I'm just so thankful for what we, we were talking about him this afternoon when, you know, when we were having lunch and talking about the sacrifice that he made for us that he was scared too. He was afraid to go to Calvary. But he did it. He did it because he loved us. And I'm so grateful. Amen. I'm so grateful that he he showed us how to be gracious. Amen. And I love him and I'm 
I know how I was before I came back to the Lord. I know how our life was. I don't ever want that. There's nothing good, nothing happy, nothing, you know, peaceful. It was worrying from the minute you got up to the minute you laid down. You closed your eyes. And my prayer is to just, you know, like, like all the announcements, when they were saying that, you know, the, you know, the, all the thing with Donald Trump and then more, I, was, I read all that, and I was like, you know what, that's just me. The Lord's setting up the stage, and we're getting closer to going home. Amen. That's right. And it's an exciting thing. So in this time, and I, you know, I recommitted myself to the Lord this morning, so I just want to be whatever he needs me to be. Amen. I always do it my way, and it always messes up, so I don't want to do things my way. I want to be what I think I should be. I want to do and be what he wants me to be.
I kind of, you know, in my head it was uh, something that I went through before, <laughs> something that I, I struggled with, and you know, he was just so, you know, open to discussion about it, and it was just amazing, you know, and, and he said, Kyle, I just, and I can't wrap my mind around it, he said, I always think back of when, you know, God first reached out to me, and he said, uh, I had, I had everything, he said, I had a, come from a wealthy working family, and he said, I was taught everything, and he said, one day I just tried to do it my way, he said, uh, I go, and he said, I moved, I moved up towards Sioux City, and he said, I, I tried to get in my dad's business, and he said, my dad was successful and everything, he said, but for me it didn't work out, he said, it just, it just didn't work, he said, housing didn't work, and all this, and he said, finally, he said, I just broke down, and I just asked God, you know, what is it you want me to do? He said, I, I just need some direction in my life, and, and the next day, you know, he got offered a job, he said, this, this is back in 1992, and he said, back then, I, he asked me, you know, how old were you? I said, I was one years old. <laughs> and he started laughing, he said, okay, well, you wouldn't know that, he said, but back then, he said, $10 an hour, it was a really good job. So I said, okay, and he said, so I come back just for a weekend visit to Akron, and he said, uh, the guy I used to work for offered me $10 an hour to move back. And he said, and after that, he said, I just, I start praying to God more. He said, I, I took church more serious, and he said, and wouldn't you know it, he said, everything fell into place. He said, it was like, he said, perfect. He said, I got the job, my wife signed up and got a job, it worked out for our kids, housing worked out, he said, and it was just, because I couldn't believe it. And so I, I got to share, you know, with him what we're going through right now. And I said, you know, I said, I, I moved down here, I said, for three months. I said, I, I shared, I went from work, making, you know, over $45,000 a year down to about $13,000 a year. I said, it was really humbling. I said, but it taught me something. And I said, exactly what you're talking about. You know, stop trying to do things your way and, and just trust God and everything. And, I said, lately we, we've been having that. I said, it's our, it's our blessing season, you know? I said, uh, I said, I know there's gonna be hard times coming and everything, but you know, right now I just I just enjoy what God's doing. You know, I, I just wanna soak it all in. And, you know, everything, everything is just because of Him. And you know, and uh, this morning I, I, I woke up and I just didn't feel, I told Tasha, I said, you know, I, I I don't even feel worthy to be even doing this this morning. And she said, you know, just pray. Just pray. She said, almost exactly what Pastor said, you know. None of us are, are worthy to be serving of God as good as Him. But He made us worthy. And so I just, I, that's just been stuck in my mind today, you know. Uh, even on our best day, how much we need God. That's right. And so I just, I, uh, I just, I just want to tell him thank you for everything that he's doing, you know. Brought my sister up here, and I'm, I'm just so, I'm praying so hard that she moves up here. You know, it's, it's a fight. It really is. And, and you know, my, uh, my dad, out of all people, my dad reached out and he said, maybe one Sunday you'll come to church with me. That was something I was praying about. 
And you know, another victory that God gave was uh, my father, he was 63 years old, and he had, had two stints put in his heart. And everyone was saying, you know, he probably won't work ever again. So I asked my family to help me pray for him, and he'll be back to work tomorrow. <laughs> so, and I was just, I can't, I can't tell God how much I love him enough, you know. And then, uh, you know, just, just that I, I just want more from him. Whatever he wants to give me, whatever, wherever he wants to take me, you know, I'm just, I'm open to anything. You know, I'm open from him and not my own ideas or trying to figure things out, you know. It's just, I just love him so much, you know. And there's nothing like him. No one like him. And I just want to tell him, you know, thank you for being here. You know, just how safe you feel with him. And uh, I just want to tell him I love him and God bless each and every one of you. And I agree to all Jesus' name.
you know it's going to happen i just know it's going to happen this year it's already happening at work but people are going to start asking you what makes you so different at work and some of them are going to come out of no church background and others are going to already be going to church and they're going to ask you what makes you so different because in this world, this day we're living in, boy, people are searching like I've never, ever seen it. And um, I was hoping a couple people I worked with were going to be here tonight. They weren't here. But they're going to come. I know they will. They're getting closer all the time because they keep asking me questions and all, and I know it's going to happen. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it's an amazing thing when, wow, how blessed we are to know the truth. Amen. Wow, for somebody who lived a lie for so many years thinking that you were that I was saved, mm -hmm. to find out that everything I believed wasn't even in the Bible, mm -hmm. to now know the truth. Amen. And I think about out of all the people on the face of this earth, and he revealed it to you. Mm -hmm. Amen. You have the answers. Mm -hmm. yep. You've got the answers. And it's like, I just encourage all of you, let your light shine wherever you're at. Because believe me, you really stick out. You may not think so, but you really do. Yes. For a good reason. Amen. You know? And so, uh, awesome testimonies tonight. How many are ready to hear the word tonight? Amen. 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 All right, Amen. let's give the Lord a hand. special when we can all come together like we do and that speaks volumes when we can frequent the house of God and, and come to engage in fellowship with him and with one another subject ourselves to his word and uh, just allow him to minister unto us and to have liberty is to let God do what he wants to do. That's something, isn't it? To let God do what he wants to do. When we can give him that license, when we can give him that, that freedom to do so, uh, we, could, we would probably experience great and mighty things. Amen. I could, you know, my mind goes back, and I don't like to think about all the bygone times of revival and what I've experienced in the Lord and witnessing certain things that I thought were impossible, even in my mind thinking that God doesn't exist and uh, He's not that real, and, and just to be proven wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
just to be proven wrong. But he does it for a reason. He does it for a reason so that, that we can come to an understanding. And uh, praise the Lord. So I'm glad that I am in this place. And uh, that I'm here with, with all of you. Praise God because it is it's wonderful, it's beautiful. And uh, we can experience what we are experiencing right now. Amen. I just wish more people were here. Amen. Amen. I guess it's their loss and our gain. Amen. But I just wish more people were here to experience what we are experiencing. And, and to think that, you know, we, we, we throw a lot of scripture around in this place. <laughs> we quote a lot of scripture, don't we? And, uh, well, it's, it's a good thing we do. So all we have is scripture. And, but we throw a lot of scripture around. We quote a lot of scripture. We're out of place. Praise the Lord. And I'm glad that we have the truth that we can hold on to. Faith that we can, amen, stand on. Amen. Because without that, uh, praise God, we would be in a very sorry state. Praise God. So I, I want to encourage everybody in this place. I want to encourage everybody in this place. Hallelujah. What God is able to do, what he wants to do. If you would turn me to, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse number, uh, we'll begin with verse number 3, and uh, hallelujah. Well, let's kind of back up a little bit, go back up to the first part of that chapter there, verse number 1. Thou, therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Listen to those words. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Praise God. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. And if a man also strive for masteries, 
Yet if he is not crowned, except he strive lawfully. The husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for your presence that we feel in this place. God, quicken your word to our hearing. Quicken it, Lord, to us, O Father. Lord, that we may be able to receive it, Lord, on good ground this evening. Bless your people, Lord. Lift them up. Strengthen them. Encourage them, O God. Let them, O Lord, be renewed in you, Father. And we carefully give you the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. It's kind of uh, something. Just, just let me uh, give you a little, uh, well, maybe I'll go a little way that direction for, for a few moments here. Amen. As I, as I speak to you. But uh, when you read the epistle, when you read all the epistles, and, and, and I don't know if anybody ever really understands the context of but all the all the letters that were sent to the churches and what the apostle Paul was speaking about and everything that he addressed when he wrote these letters and uh, that were very needful for for the people of God uh, but at this particular time we are sometimes uh, our understanding of the situation is you know we, we, we don't see the full story uh, the whole context of, of what is going on here. But this is something that, to me, amazes me. And it, it's something that, uh, you know, when you realize uh, uh, what, what Paul was saying and, and what he shared with Timothy. And, of course, obviously he was giving him some very good, sound advice. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he was imparting some, some uh, wisdom to Timothy, who was a young preacher, a young, young pastor, a amen, and, and sent to do a, a, you know, a, a work for the Lord, and of course that that, that was uh, in, in Ephesus at the church in Ephesus. So we understand that, but when we can take a look at, of, of the whole picture of what was happening at that particular time in church history, everything that was taking place right around. Uh, amen, the move of God during that particular time. And why Paul used the language he used when he was trying to somehow encourage God's people and encourage the men of God to, to stand up for truth. And uh, at this particular time, of course, if you, if you know history, if any of you are history buffs, you'll know that at this particular time, the known world back then, uh, especially all Asia Minor, was under Roman rule. They were under the rule of the Caesars of Rome. And, and, and even at this particular time, it was, it was pretty, it, it was a time of, of great uh, uh, persecution. And even under uh, the emperor uh, Nero at this particular time, Paul wrote this letter right around that time when, amen, that uh, <coughs> Christians were under 
great persecution from the Roman government. <coughs> so we see, we see here, uh, you know, this is kind of sets the picture for what Paul is saying here, and and telling uh, 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 Timothy what he needs to do. <coughs> so we see that here in the story, and where he where he starts off, he says, "Thou therefore, my son, be strong." In the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong in the favor that God gives you. Amen. Because God has given us favor. That's what grace is all about. Amen. And, and we are filled with the spirit of grace. Amen. So he's given us favor, amen, because of his spirit that is in us. So he says, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. In other words, pass this on to those, amen, who want to hear this. Praise God. Take this message and pass it on to those who want to hear this. Did you realize that there are people today that are wanting to hear the truth? Amen. Praise God. Somebody said that about, amen, some people that are looking for truth. There are people searching for truth right now. Amen. They're looking for it, and, and they're out there trying to, trying to find that one day, amen, hopefully the Lord is going to bring them into this place right. where they can hear truth. Amen. And it's our responsibility to share what God has given us, amen, with them. Amen. That's what he's Amen. called us to. So remember that. But remember this. He says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now remember the time and the setting. The early church was under heavy persecution. Praise God. If you go back in the book of uh, uh, Acts and you read in chapter 12, Amen. One of the first martyrs. We talked about this the other night in, in youth group. Praise God. Who was the first martyr? Amen. That suffered in, in the book of Acts. And that was James. Amen. Who was uh, slain with the sword. Amen. And, and we see that. And so persecution began to happen. Amen. Uh, against the, the people of God. So, so amen. The picture wasn't really, doesn't really look that great, doesn't it? But praise God. Remember what God has called us to. And remember what God has put within us. Amen. So I want you to understand that. So he says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now let me read the Amplified Version so you can understand a little bit more. He said, No soldier when in service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who has enlisted him. Amen. Amen. And that's what he means. No man war entangles himself with the affairs of this life. So we understand something. Did you realize this? Without, without us knowing this, we are an elite group of people. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of 
Jesus Christ. A soldier is called to fight battles. Huh? No soldier is ever called, amen, not to fight battles. Every soldier is called to fight in battles. Every soldier is, amen, trained and to understand that, amen, that he is called to fight, amen, a battle. And for whoever it is that he is serving, whoever it is that he who has enlisted him, enlisted his services, he is called to fight those battles. Did you realize that you and I tonight are called to fight, amen, the spiritual battles and in the spiritual conflict that we are all in? That conflict tonight is between the forces of good and evil. Between the forces of heaven and the forces of hell. I want you to understand something. Jesus said this, amen, when he was speaking to his disciples. He said this, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the living God. I want you to understand that God has called us to be, amen, soldiers of the cross. And so he said, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. In other words, prepare yourself, be ready because you are called to be in conflict. I was thinking about this and, and just let me carry on a little bit here. The Apostle Paul, without realizing this, you know, a lot of people that read the scripture verse, they read this, and, and Paul mentions three things after he makes that statement in verse number uh, three. He says that, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And then the first statement he makes after that is this, No man that warth entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So there he's using one statement. And then he goes from that statement and he goes into another statement that has nothing to do with this statement. He says, and if a man strive for masteries, yet he yet is he not crowned except he strive lawfully. So here he introduces another statement that has nothing to do with the first statement. He's talking about a man that strives for the masteries. He can't be crowned except he strive lawfully. And then here comes the third statement. Amen. That does not seem to be connected to the either one of the first or the second statement. He says, the husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Woo! What does that mean? So he talks about three different things after he mentions that we are to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. He talks about three different things that really have no relationship to one another, but they really do. Huh? Pay attention. Praise God. Pay attention. Because he ends that, he ends those three statements with this. Consider what I say. Consider what I say and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. In other words, what I just mentioned to you, consider what I say, because 
there is some kind of enlightenment in what I just said and what I just shared with you. Amen. I want you to understand this. I want you to seek God out so that you can know what it is. You know what our problem is today, right now? We have not comprehended the will of God for our lives. Amen. We have not comprehended what God has in store for us. Amen. amen. Instead, our minds are, amen, a thousand miles away. Amen. Thinking about, amen, ourselves and, and, and amen, what we are, what we think we should be doing. But guess what? God has a plan for each and every. Every one of us. Amen. 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 So I said, let me read this. No soldier when he, no soldier when his service gets entangled in the enterprises of civilian life. Praise God. <coughs> Hallelujah. In the enterprises of civilian life. In other words, he doesn't mix that his military life with his civilian life. God has called us to be soldiers. Are you listening to me? He's called us to be soldiers. Amen. Amen. His aim is to satisfy and please the one who enlisted him. Then he goes on to say, if anyone enters competitive games, he is not crowned unless he competes lawfully. Huh? In other words, you have to compete by the rules. You can't compete without the rules. You have to compete by the rules. That's what he means. Lawfully, fairly, according to the rules laid down. Okay? Then he says, it is the hard-working farmer. Tim should know this one. The hard-working rancher right. Right. Huh? who labors to produce. Who labors to produce. Who must be first partaker of the fruits. Mm -hmm. So what is it about these three statements that Paul is talking about? He's talking about principle. Right. Huh? You and I have to have principle in our walk with God. And the only way that, uh, I, I believe what Brother Dan says, we're going to see a lot of things happen in this world. It's going to even get worse. It's going to get chaotic. I was watching something on YouTube the other day. Amen. There is a great big uh, 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 controversy over, amen, the gun laws that the federal government is uh, is trying to bring upon a lot of the states in, in, the, in the country. And you know what? A lot of the states said, you're not going to force us, amen, to, you're not going to disarm us. We're going, we have the right to bear arms. And if you try to take away our arms, guess what we're going to do? We're going to stand up to you and we're going to face you and we're not going to let you take our arms. You know what? Uh, amen. There's a lot of turmoil in this country. Right, Things right. are going to happen that are not going to be good. Uh, you know what? This is the time for the church to stand up. Uh, amen. And to let their light shine so that people can see that they have hope. Right. Amen. Right. Right. It's coming to that time. Praise God. We have to defend the truth. So we see that. Praise God. But these are three 
principles. You know why sometimes it's difficult? You know why it is sometimes that we struggle and it seems like it just makes it more harder for us to be able to really live this life successfully. Praise God. Praise God. We're and Unique people. I believe this. The only reason why I say this is because from my study of the word, and I've only been doing this for almost 40 years, a few years. My study of the word is this. I've seen that God does make a distinction between his people, his people that are saved, his covenant people. He makes a distinction between them and those who are not saved. So you can literally see the difference. It's not just seeing, but it's knowing. And when you look at God's people, they stick out. Huh? You can see God's people in, amen, you can see them amongst the population. You're going to see something different about them. They're not, they're not like everybody else. Amen. We don't look like the world. I keep saying that. We are not of the world. We don't look like the world. We don't act like the world. We don't walk like the world. We're different. Amen. We're God. We're a peculiar people, a holy nation, a royal priesthood. So when you walk in the light of God's word, guess what? You stick out. Right. Amen. People notice. You know why people like to hang around you, lost people? You know what it is that draws them to you? Anybody, when you're in school and when you're science and, 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 and you, you, you start to learn about electricity and, and all this all this stuff, uh, uh, negative uh, uh, protons, electrons, neutrons, and all this stuff, and, and you notice that when you talk about the force fields and you talk about magnets, you know what they say? Opposites attract. Huh? So, do you know what? You're positive. Huh? You're positive. You got a positive force around you. And here comes somebody negative. You know what? They're drawn to you. You know why? Because you stick out. You're different than they are. So because they're negative, amen, that, that force, those force fields, they, they come close to, another, to one another. Guess what happens? They are drawn to you. They, they want to cling to you just like a, a magnet clings to one another. You know why it is? It's those unseen force fields. Right. Amen. Amen. That's what makes it so different. Amen. If I wasn't saved... I probably look like my uh, my great great grandfather. You would probably see the image of my culture upon me. Huh? You would see me wearing, amen, some kind of, uh, amen. Uh, what's the word they use? Uh, 
the way they dress, what's that word they use? Regalia. You would see me uh, adorn a certain kind of regalia. E even even in the in the quill work uh, before beads came, they, it was quill work, and those quill works uh, they were done a certain way, and the, and the and the design on that quill work and and the color of the of the painting of the quill work even told you told those people where, what kind of, of of tribe what band you came from, what kind of people you were, just by identifying the quill work. So so you stood out. But you know if I if I wore that today, you would know that uh, amen. I am Lakota. You would know that amen. As the world says, I'm rose but shoe. Praise God. You would know that I am that. But guess what? I'm not walking in that fashion no more. I'm walking, uh, amen, uh, along with Jesus. I've got the Holy Ghost. Uh, so what's happened? He's changed my image. He's changed my likeness. So I don't look like that no more. Now I look like a son of God. You know what? Because that's the distinction that the Lord makes. We're all part of the Holy Ghost culture. How could I put that? How could I put that in Lakota terms? What would I say? Wow. Wakam. Wanahi. Oyate. Or. It, it wouldn't. It, it would sound out of place. Wanagi wakan. I think that's how they would say it. Wanagi wakan. Oyate. Huh? Holy Ghost Nation. So you see that. But what am I saying? Guess what? The church is an elite body of people. Praise God. We are soldiers of Jesus Christ. So we are called to endure hardness as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. Let's remember this. He's called us and separated us out of the world. So we are no longer part of the world. And that's what he said. Amen. That we, amen, shall not entangle ourselves with the affairs of this world. Why? If we want to please him who has called us out of the world, we've got to, praise God, walk with him because he's called us to walk with him. Amen. Pay attention now. Pay attention. We're not civilians no more. Amen. I always remember this in our teaching. If any of you ever knew Brother and Sister Gerritsen, of course, the reason why they were they were the, the they were the way they were is because of the experience that they had in World War II, being under, amen, German occupation in Holland. They fled the German police, they fled the Gestapo, they hid for almost three and a half, four years. They hid that many years from the Gestapo. And amen, by the grace of God, they were able to flee Holland. And amen, eventually ended up over here in the United States. But amen, they, they did what they could to survive. So they were very frugal people. Amen, they, they, they were very disciplined people. 
These were people that, uh, amen, if, if, if they, they reminded me of military, amen, military leaders, amen, because everything they did was by the clock. Amen. It just seemed like they would always keep an eye on everything. And amen. They, and that's just how they were. They, they kept track of everything. Their life was so disciplined. That's just the way they were. They made, uh, amen, they made use of every little thing they got their hands on. Nothing ever went to waste. Praise God. That's how disciplined they were. They were frugal people. Amen. They, they made sure that they spent every penny. Every penny was accounted for. I remember one time we helped them unpack their car. Brother Gerritsen said, good luck, brethren. Sister Gerritsen is the one that packed our car. And amen, by the time we got done unpacking their car, guess what? We were surprised. All this stuff was in that vehicle. How did she do that? She made, amen, use of every little crack. Every little area. Of that back seat and of that trunk space, guess what? You, you'd be surprised. We got out little boxes, big boxes, amen, everything. And everything was just so packed in there. But that's just the way they were. This is the word everybody hates. Discipline. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Discipline. Let me tell you something, folks. And I'm, I'm not saying this to try to discourage you or put fear in you, but it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. But that doesn't mean we're going to be overtaken. That's right. Are you listening to me? That doesn't mean we're going to be overtaken. Right. Guess what? The church is going to be triumphant. Amen. The church That's is going right. to be victorious. Amen. But the only reason why we are going to triumph over our enemies, the only reason why we're going to be, be victorious is because we are going to be disciplined yeah. in everything that we do. When I talk, somebody might say, well, do, do we have to start going through physical training? No, I'm not. You know, that's good. There's nothing wrong with a little physical exercise. But you know what I'm talking about? Our spiritual yeah. discipline. Yeah. We need to start praying like we've never yeah. prayed before. Yeah. You might say, I, I, I pray quite a bit. You want me to pray? Well, you know what? We need to pray even more. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. We need to stay in tune with God. Are you yeah. listening to me? Yeah. We need to obey His commandments. Yeah. We need to obey His orders because He tells us how to live every day. We yeah. have to discipline ourselves. Yeah. We have to, the Bible says that if we are going to become masters, we have to strive lawfully. Let me throw this in there. I won't charge you for this. <laughs> We're so good at breaking these out. How many hours you spend on your cell phone? How many hours you spend on your iPad? Uh -huh. huh? Yeah. Let me challenge you. Just as much, just as many hours you spend on your iPhone or your your your, your iPad, Amen. Pray that much. Yes. Amen. Amen. Read that much. Amen. Huh? Right. 
Come on. You've got some time. You've got some time. He talked about, amen, not to be entangled in the affairs of this life. What are we doing? We're looking at this thing like it's our livelihood. It's not our livelihood. You know what our livelihood is? It's prayer. It's fasting. It's reading his word. It's coming to the house of God. That's our livelihood. You know what? God's plan works. It works. Think about, I think about this. I think about this. Paul said in Ephesians 6.10, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Huh? That's what that's what his admonition was, his commandment. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Huh? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. How come we try to confront the enemy and we do not have the protection that we should have? Amen. Huh? You ever wonder why it is sometimes we fall? When we are battling, when we're struggling, amen, with our uh, adversary. Why is it that we always seem to, to amen, amen, buckle and crumble and amen, we're defeated? Why is it? It's because we're not standing in the power of the Lord, in the might of the Lord. We're not standing. We're not, uh, we don't have any kind of protection. He said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You cannot do this on your own. Right, you need God to help you. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You need God's covering, amen, upon you. You can't face the devil on your own without protection. Right. You know what the Bible says? He told us to strive lawfully. Amen. Some of you can become very, very successful at devil hunting. Huh? Here's the thing. The devil's lied to some of you so much, you believe you're defeated before you even go to battle. Huh? You throw in the towel before it even starts. Amen. That's how much he's lied to you. Praise God. And and we don't realize this. And, and you know why it is that our minds just seem to, to give in to what the devil is telling us. 
You know what it is? It's because we don't stick our noses in the book. That's right. We don't see what Paul said when he told the, the church. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Did you realize that you have strength? Now, I'm not talking about your strength. I'm talking about his strength. Amen. Amen. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Amen. Amen. That's the reason why God gave us the Holy Ghost, building up our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So when we strive lawfully. Somebody used to say, the only way you can fight fire is with fire. Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. The only way you can fight a spiritual battle is with the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? The only way you can overcome, guess what? The devil's come to you and tempt you. The devil's tried to snare you, to entrap you. The only way you can overcome them devils is by the power of the Holy Ghost. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Fighting fire with fire. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, when you've done all this, how many have done all this? Man. Here's the thing about Jesus. Peter was talking about this in 1 Peter 4. Right on verse 1. He said, For as much then as Christ suffered for us in the flesh. He suffered for us in the flesh. Amen. He came to He came to save us, deliver us from sin. So he suffered for us in the flesh. Did you realize this? Did you realize this that the writer in the book of Hebrews talked about Jesus being the captain of our salvation? That's what he mentioned, didn't he? That's what he said. He called him the captain of our salvation. To make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Praise God. So we see that he was the captain of our salvation. He, amen, is, he was and is our, amen, leader. Praise God. So we see that. But look what Peter says. I charge thee therefore before God, or yeah, before God, and, and the Lord Jesus Christ, um, excuse me, I'm in the wrong, amen, uh, Bible, I'm wrong page. Uh, he said, he said, uh, he said that uh, as for, that, for as much then as Christ had suffered for us in the flesh. <coughs> Brother Dan said something tonight. No matter what we face in this world, we still have the victory. Amen. amen. 
Amen. Is everybody listening? That's right. Amen. No matter what we face right. in this world, right. listen to me, everybody. Right. We still have the victory. Amen. Amen. Because if you read at the end of the Bible, guess what? We are on the winning side. The battle has already been determined. We don't lose, we win. So we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Praise God. So the Apostle Peter said that. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, he suffered for you and I, the captain of our salvation. So look what he says. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Well, I might go through things. You might go through things. We feel that. huh? You can feel the pressure. You, you can feel the... The battle, huh? You can feel that battle raging. We know that. Praise God. I like what they said about, amen, the, the, the SEAL Team 6. I like what they said about the SEAL Team members. You know what? When they train them, they train them, amen, that when they get into battle, guess what? When they enter into a conflict, a, a firefight, a, a conflict, guess what? When they go into that zone, that danger zone, you know what? They walk in. It's just like they're just taking a stroll. Why? They said, we train them. We train them to be at ease when they're in conflict so they can learn how to evaluate. Huh? We get so bent out of shape when we're going through certain things. Huh? Adversity, trial, temptation, all these things come our way. Praise God. They're unsettling, aren't they? But you know what he said? Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Guess what? We are going into battle. But remember this. Who's on the winning side? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Just remind the devil when he says, oh, I got you now. Say, no, you don't. That's right. Read the end of the book. Huh? Amen. The Bible says, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. Praise God. Arm yourselves likewise with the same mind. Guess what? We need to get used to spiritual confrontation. We need to get used to spiritual confrontation. I always remember a story I was reading about Stonewall Jackson. And uh, any of you that don't know who Stonewall Jackson is, uh, he, he, he was given that name because of the way he went into battle. And, and, and somebody asked him one time, they said, General, what is it? When you go into battle, we admire your courage and, and we admire just your, your disposition in battle. You just seem like, uh, you know, you're not shaken by anything. And when he said, well, you know what makes a difference for me? He said, one thing is this. He said, I, I have peace with my creator. Amen. I made peace with my God. Amen. So that I know if I go into battle, everything's going to be fine. Right. 
How many of you have peace with God? Amen. How many of you are walking with God? When you go into battle, guess what? Everything is going to be fine. That's what they said. Amen. When he goes out into battle, there'll be bullets flying around him, but he's just sitting on top of his horse and he's watching. Amen. What he needs to do, he's he's watching what he needs. The next move that he needs to, amen, that he where he needs to take his troops. Why is it? He just sat there calmly on his horse and just looking over the horizon. My, my, my. Why be so afraid of spiritual conflict? Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. It is, it is the hard working farmer who labors to produce. Man, how many of you are working? I'm not talking about your secular job. I'm talking about your salvation. Huh? Laboring. Huh? I'm not talking about going about it with ease. Huh? I'm, ta I'm talking about putting some effort into it. Huh? I'm talking about working hard. It's the hard working farmer. Amen, he said. Amen. It's a hard working farmer who labors. To produce. I tell you what. Despite what's going on in this world and despite what's happening in this country, we all need to work hard. Are you listening to me? Even though it looks like the odds are against us, let's keep on working hard. Amen. It'd be something if we if we could frequent the house of God even more. Amen. I was trying to figure that out today. How many how many hours do we spend in the house of God? And we come here maybe at the most. Maybe this is an average. Maybe every week when we come for Bible study and 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 prayer and 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 service every Sunday and and maybe at the most we spend 12, 13 hours. In the house of God. Right. 12, 13 hours. That's not even a full day. Right. Amen. 24 times 7 is what? How many, how many hours you get? How many hours you get 24 times 7? Amen. And then 13 hours is not, not that much time compared to the whole week. Right. And we think, oh man, I, 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 I've got to go to church. i got to go to Bible study. i got to go to prayer. We don't spend that much time in the house of God. Are you listening Amen. to me? Amen. I'm talking about working hard. I'm talking about really going after it. Amen. And being in the place, you know why? That will get us results. That will get us. Amen. We will be productive in the things of God. Amen. Discipline. I have to, I have to laugh, some, laugh sometimes because we did some crazy things under Brother Gerritsen. Sister Gerritsen was, I guess, trying to see how obedient, obedient we would be. And uh, she said, I want you all to march in time. Mm -hmm. 
You're soldiers of the cross. You need to walk in time. Huh? You need to march in time. Guess what we did? We marched. We marched. Do you remember that? We marched. We marched. And you know what? Every once in a while, Brother Garrison would stand there and say, Who are you? And we'd all say, Holy Ghost who? Holy Ghost who? Holy Ghost who? <laughs> Woo! Why was that? They, you know what it was? It seems childish, doesn't it? It seems childish, but you know what they were doing? They were disciplining us. They were disciplining us to walk as one and to, amen, pray as one. Are you listening to me? And, and to preach as one. To me, that makes sense because a lot of us can't even walk by one another. <laughs> How can two walk together unless they be agreed? Right. Right. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Some of us can't even walk walk by somebody. Huh? Right. Yeah. You're not that disciplined. Yep. You can't even walk with somebody, even if they, they might walk slower than you. I don't want to walk by them because they don't walk too fast. Mm. <laughs> huh? Mm. You, you know, and we look at that and we say, "Wow, well, but, but you know, discipline." Right. right. Walking in step. You know, you know what the Bible talks about? They were all in one accord, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. in one place. Mm -hmm. well, you know what? Here's what they're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were all in sync. Amen. Mm -hmm. They were all walking the same walk. And you know what he said? Yeah. To walk the same walk. To mind the same rule. That's, That's right. what Paul said. Amen. That's what he said. Walk the same walk. Mind the same rule. That's all of us. Why is it that we think different? Why is it that we walk different? Yep. We're not disciplined. Amen. We're, we're di we, we have division. We have vision. Mm -hmm. yep. 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 He said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You know one thing about soldier? Somebody used that, used that story about Jesus when, uh, that was the other night in youth group, the centurion. You asked that question about the centurion. And what, how did that question go? How many soldiers is a centurion? Oh, yeah. How many soldiers is a centurion? It's under a centurion. Obviously, a hundred. Centurion means a hundred. But here's the thing. You know what was amazing about that centurion? He said, he told Jesus, just tell me. Just say it. And I know it's going to be done. Why? Because he's used to following orders. How many of you are used to following orders? Right. You ever wonder why things are out of sync in your life? Uh -huh. right. and, and it's because we can't follow orders. Right. We can't say, guess what? Uh, amen. I'm under submission to him. Right. Amen. Are you listening to me? I'm under submission. I'm accountable to somebody. And so are you. And we need to realize that we need to obey his commandments. Go with me to the book of Hebrews. 
I want to I share this with you. A little history. We, we read this and a lot of times we don't really realize the whole story behind this. But the, there's a story behind this in the book of Hebrews. Cha oh, did I give you a chapter? No. Excuse me. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 10. In verse number 32, this is what it says. Look, look, what, look what he says in verse number 32. But call to remembrance the former days in which after ye were illuminated. In other words, after you were saved. Right. Right. Huh? Yes. Call to remembrance the former days in which after ye were illuminated, ye endured a great fight of afflictions. Mm -hmm. Woo! Guess what, people of God? We're going to face it. Yeah. Whether we want to or not, right. we're going to face it. We are not exempt. That's right. Amen. But does that mean, does that mean that, praise God, that we are without hope? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that we're, amen, overtaken? No. Huh? No. Does it mean that we're defeated? No. Huh? Does it mean that? No. We face it. Guess what? We all know this. Since we all, I can testify this for myself. I'm speaking for myself. Since I came to the knowledge of the truth, I've never been attacked so much spiritually. That's right. You know why? The devil doesn't want me walking in the That's truth. Right. Right. Amen. So he'll try to do everything he can to try to upset me or even, like the Bible says, beset me. Yeah. Right. I remember the first time after I got the Holy Ghost. It wasn't, it wasn't very many days after I got the Holy Ghost. Guess what? My buddies came around. And you know what? They never came to our place. They never came to our place. But on this particular day, it was a nice, warm summer day in Denver, Colorado. And my wife says, oh, no. And I said, what? She said, here comes, uh, uh, here comes, uh, uh, what's her name's husband? Uh, praise God. Huh? Troy Lynn's? Manuel. Manuel Martin. Oh, man, I still got it. <laughs> here comes Manuel Martin up the driveway and, and four four of the other guys I used to hang around with nothing but you know beer drinking beer drinking, whiskey drinking dope smoking and here they come and, and, and I, I, I was missing from the crowd so they was wondering why is Harold gone and here they, you know what they did they brought a case of Budweiser tall cans and they brought some dope already rolled up and here they come up and they and she says oh no I said well don't worry about it I'm gonna go tell them so when they came and first thing they did was they bro broke out one of those beer cans and I got up to the car and here comes Emmanuel and he, he kind of and you know how Budweiser cans sweats in the, in the heat huh? and that that aroma that that aroma of that beer came out and you could smell it. It just seemed like my senses were just heightened at that moment. Right, right. And you could smell it, man. And you could smell that dope in the car. And I think, woo. And, and he said, we're wondering about you, Harold. What happened? I said, I found Jesus. Amen. Or shall I say, Jesus found me. Amen. I said, and I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. It was just like, 
Looks back in the car. Right. And I thought for sure, oh man, here comes a fight. Huh? Here comes a fight. They're gonna say, What's what's up, man? But you know what he said? He said, Really? I said, Yes. I said, He's changed my life. And they stood there for a while. They looked at me, and you know what he said? More power to you, man. <laughs> if that's what you feel like you really want to do, more power to you. You know what they did? They got in the car, and they left. Ooh. Now, how many knows that's not a battle? Some of you go through this sometimes. Huh? Sometimes you face temptation. Sometimes your old friends just kind of creep in. The devil, the devil is good. Huh? He'll, 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 he'll create a situation where he'll try to catch you off guard. Huh? And here comes, here comes that temptation. And he'll make it so appealing. You look at it, you go, you're in the battle. That's right. You know what the scripture says? Paul said this to Timothy. Whoso nameth the name of Christ. Whoso nameth the name of Christ. Let him depart from iniquity. Mm-hmm. Amen. A child of God should have nothing to do with sin. Right. Or sinners. If they're your friends, you need to, like they do on Facebook, unfriend them. (laughs) Yeah. Huh? Uh -huh. Because they're not your real friends. That's right. A real friend sticks closer than a brother. That's right. Amen. Amen. A real friend will encourage you to do what's right. That's amen. a real friend. Amen. A real friend will not, amen, lead you into sin. Mm-hmm. I want you to I want you to understand this. I feel led to say this tonight. That's not a real friend. That's right. And what would we have to do with somebody that still wants to live that life? Mm-hmm. Amen. Woo. I'm sorry, I'm old fashioned. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm old-fashioned, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Yeah. I like this. The Apostle Paul was speaking in the book of uh, Acts, and, and, or Luke. He said this. He, he, he talked about, uh, in, in chapter 14, in verse number 22, he talked about confirming the soul's of the disciples. I like that word, confirming the souls of the disciples. Everybody say confirming. Confirming. You know what that means? It's kind of like they were taking a, a, a not, not so much of a, a, a census, but they were saying this, hey, are you with us? Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Amen. Huh? Yeah. Guys, no, are you with us? Huh? You know how we believe? Huh? I'm looking for somebody that wants to be with us. Stand with us. Stand in the truth. We want, we want to confirm some souls. Hey, are you with us? Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe this? Amen. Amen. Do you believe the word of God? Yes. Are you with us? 
Amen. We want to confirm them souls. Are you with us? Amen. Do you believe what Jesus said is true? Hallelujah. Are you with us? Amen. Do you believe it? Do you want to obey it? We Amen. need to confirm them souls. Mm -hmm. In the Old Testament, in the book of Numbers, when they had that big dispute, and, and praise God, Moses was kind of frustrated because there were some people that were rebelling against the Lord. You know what he said? All the people on the Lord's side, come over here. Mm -hmm. right? Yep, yep. That's right. There's a bunch of them that say, hey, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Woo. I'm on the Lord's side. Right. Amen. Amen. How many of you are on the Lord's yes. side? Yes. Amen. Amen. That's where I'm going. Guess what? The other crowd chose to stand on the other side. Guess what happened? The earth opened up. That's right. And swallowed them. Yep. Amen. Wow. Amen. That's right. Woo. They made a bad choice that day. Yep. Confirming. Confirming. The souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith. Amen. Come on, saints. We've right. got to hang in there. Amen. I'm telling you, the battle is not over. That's right. We are going to face, amen, a lot more in the future. But guess what? Remember this. We're on the winning yes. side. Yes. Are you listening to me? Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Tribulation. Enter into the kingdom of God. Woo. You know what? My only aim, my only focus is I have my eyes on Yes. I'm not looking to the left or right. Woo. I'm not even looking behind. Me. Amen. The only thing I can see is Him. Yes. Amen. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Thank you, Lord. You know what? I just thought about this. He said, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. Amen. Huh? Yeah. You know what? You know what? The thought came to me. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Sister Deborah, I know you went through a lot of things this past year, Sister Deborah. But guess what? You have a future. Right. There's great things that are going to happen yes. for each and every That's one of us. Right. Yes, yes, we may have experienced certain things. Yes, we may. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him and her out of them all. We may have been through certain things, but guess what? We're still standing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, just kind of put yourself in that position. I, me I mentioned earlier about the SEAL team. One of the parts of the training was 
they go through is psychological, mental, their mental ability, their mental capacity. They're taught in whatever they're facing, whatever they're experiencing, even if it's where pain or even if they're wounded, the one thing that they put in their mind, you must survive. Right. You must survive. You've got to make it. Amen. You've got to survive. Let me tell you something. Whenever we are afflicted, whenever we are wounded, praise God, I want you to tell you something. You must survive. Amen. You've got to make it. You can't let the devil bring you down. Are you listening to me? Because we have a healer. We have a great physician. We've got somebody, amen, who can come to our aid when we need him. So we need, we need to strengthen our minds. My grandson, Gabriel, he knows me really well now. I always have these little things that I do with him. And being a psychologist, I'll just kind of throw some stuff out there with him. And at first, boy, he was, amen, I had him hook, line, and sink. And then he'd start to think about it and say, oh, wait a minute. And he finally figured it out. He finally figured it out. And you know what he told me one day? One day he said, Papa, are you trying to psych my mind? <laughs> I said, what? And I was trying to play that, that ignorant game, but the way he was looking at me and the way he looked into my eyes. He said, are you trying to psych my mind? <laughs> you know what? The devil's good at psyching your mind. Huh? He's good at telling you that you're, you're not going to make it. You can't survive. Huh? You're not going to be prosperous. Huh? You're not going to be blessed. You're not worthy. Yeah. Huh? The devil's good at psyching your mind. And that's why we need to, as the Apostle Paul said, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Strengthen your mind. Be sober. Some of them might say, well, I don't drink no more. He's not talking about that kind of, amen, intoxication. He's talking about something else. You could be intoxicated with the world. That's right. Right. You could be intoxicated with sin. Right. You could be intoxicated with some kind of behavior. Yeah. Are you listening to me? Yeah. You're not sober-minded. Yeah. Get those worldly thoughts out of your mind. Amen. Get those sinful thoughts out of your mind. Gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober. And look at this. And hope to the end for the grace that should be, that is to be brought unto you. Woo! There's going to be an end to that story. Amen. Huh? Amen. There's going to be an end to that story. You know what the end's going to be? Jesus. Yes. Right. That's right. My Lord. I'm in total agreement with Brother Dan. We're coming into a period of time. 
You know what the Bible says about that period of time we're coming into? They said that there was no such time that is going to fall on this earth as never before as the time that when they come into this period of the seventh week of Daniel. It's going to be, I tell you what. But you know what? Does that mean? Oh, it looks like our future is pretty grim. No, it's not. You know why? Because we're going to be rescued. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Yes, we are. Our glorious captain, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Is going to come on that white horse. Yes, right. And the armies of heaven with him. Amen. He's going to come. Right. And praise God. Guess what? Amen. He is going to rescue his people. Amen. He's going to take revenge on our enemies. Are you listening to me? Amen. Praise God. Right. Praise God. Amen. So this is what Jesus said. But he that shall endure to the end, but he that endure to the end shall be saved. Right. Amen. Yeah. That's right. That's in Matthew 10, 22. Shall be saved. Does it say might be saved? No. Shall be saved. So if you just hold on to everything that you have, hold on to it. Hold on to your faith. You're in a safe place. That's right. Amen. You're in the ark. That's right. Don't leave the ark. That's right. Huh? That's right. Even though there might be some stench inside there. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's right. All them different animals. Yeah. That's right. Huh? Might be a little unpleasant aroma. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Don't leave the ark. That's your only hope right. to be delivered. That's right. Amen. Praise God. And to make it out of this world. Endure hardness is a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Endure hardness. Fight the fight of faith. Hold on to eternal life. Don't give up. Don't give up. Praise God. Because God is on your side. Who can be against us? Against us if God is for us. It's been a long day. 
But it's been a pretty pretty good day. Amen. Be in the house of God. For whatever reason, you came this evening. Had to be a good one. Amen. And God has definitely <laughs> God has definitely filled your plate tonight. looking forward to what the Lord is going to do in your lives in this church in this area I know there's a lot of people a lot of people that are looking this way my neighbor came over and gave us some treats, wished us happy holidays, gave us a nice card. I said, Harold, thank you for being our neighbor. I said, thank you for being our neighbor. He said, well, I mean it. You're, you're, you're a good neighbor. You know, I mean, some of the snowstorms in the past, of course, she's a few years older than I am, her and her husband. Of course, her husband comes back and forth to pier. She was out there struggling one time trying to uh, shovel out this great big windrow that the city plow left in her driveway, ice and hard packed, and there she was. So I went over there and I just said, don't worry about it, I'll get it. But, so I took care of it for her, cleared it out. She said, thank you very much. I said, you're welcome. So you know, she brought over some treats one time and said, this is, thank you. And I said, well, thank you very much. But she's, she's been, you know, a, a really good person. That's the, that's the person that I said, I ran into her one time in Walmart and she walks up to me and she says, we need to quit meeting like this. <laughs> <coughs> People stand around and like, look at us like, what in the world? <laughs> they don't know what's going on. Right, yeah. But you know what she said? Yeah, me and Larry have been talking about it. And one of these evenings, we're going to come and we're going to attend your church. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I said, okay. Right. That's right. We're going to come hear you preach. Yeah. I said, okay. Our landlord, I talked to him about a week ago. He said, me and my wife have been talking about it. He said, boy, we sure like them letters on that building. <laughs> He said, that really looks nice. Said, the color of that building is nice, too. I didn't know you guys painted it. I said, well, yes. He said, it looks pretty sharp. He said, me and my wife have been talking about it. We're going to come to church one day. Amen. Amen. Glory, Lord. Come on Amen. in. Yeah. Come on in. That's right. You know, so I believe, I, I believe God has things in store for us. But you know what? We have to maintain you know what it is they see about you? They see you go through certain things. They see your conduct, your behavior, your attitude. They watch you. They see how you deal with life. And they say, wow, there's got to be something about 
What is it about them? They've got something. They've got something. When you can, when you can be humble before God and you can be consistent in the things of God, you're going to make an impact in someone's life. And you know what? That's what they see. That's what they see. What is it about this Native American minister? I guess we're not supposed to act this way. Huh? Praise God, they're probably looking for my hatchet. <laughs> Tomahawk in my my booing eyes. Huh? He's not supposed to be that way. What is it about him? Praise God. Well, I've been I've been tamed. You all need to be tamed. Amen. Huh? Get that. All of you are part native. Get that wild streak in you. Uh, Want to scalp somebody sometimes. Because the demon says no. Praise God. I see that native in her sometimes. Yeah. Hallelujah. All of us got a bit of native in us. Uh, yeah. Praise God. Thank God we got the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's what people see. That's what people see. That's what I love. So church, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Make your mind up. Amen. This is what we're called to. This is our life. And guess what? You can live. And you can survive. And you can overcome. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place. We ask you, Father, that you would look down upon us. Oh, God, and just, amen, at this time. Lord, you know our hearts, Lord. You know, Father, everything that we are. Amen. That we face right now, Lord. God, all our battles, Lord. All the, amen, Lord, the tribulation, all the temptation, Lord, persecution, oh God, that we face. And I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen your people. I pray, Lord, that you would give them, oh God, the, amen, the ability, Lord, the strength, amen, the endurance, oh Lord, the wisdom that they need, Lord, the insight, O oh God. As you said in your word, Lord, teach our hands to war and our fingers to fight. Help us to fight the fight of faith, O oh Lord. Help us to hold on to eternal life. Help us, O oh God, that we can stand our ground, Lord, for you, O oh Lord. And God, that we can definitely, O oh Lord, endure hardness, O oh Father, as a good soldier of the cross. So I pray, Lord, help us, O oh God, that we can draw near unto you, Lord. And God, that we can seek you, Lord, in all diligence, O oh Lord. That we can seek you, Lord. That we can seek out our own salvation with fear and with trembling, O oh Lord. That God, we can humble ourselves under your mighty hand. That you can exalt us, O oh Lord. 
Amen, Lord, at the right time, O God. So I pray, minister, Lord, to your people this evening. Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit in this place. I pray, God, go before them, O Lord. Lord, meet all the needs that they have for their homes, for their families, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord. Bless your people, Lord, that they can survive in this world. God, that they can, amen, Lord, be able, Lord, to live and have the means, oh, Lord. Amen, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, let it be done, oh, Lord. Bless your people, oh, God, and make a way, Lord, even for this fellowship, for this work, oh, Lord. For our vision, O oh God, and what you have called us to do, help us that we can abound in your word and in truth, in your love, O oh God, that we can be a light, Lord, for you, O oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let it be done, Lord. Put your hand upon us. God, touch your people, strengthen, Lord, deliver and heal, God. And Father, we carefully give you the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord, in Jesus' name. And let everybody say, Amen. Amen. Greet one another, you're all dismissed in Jesus' name. Thank you for coming tonight. There will be a um, men's group tomorrow evening.